Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Merry Christmas to everyone, and uh, we're going to pick up where we left off the other day, and the topic is gratitude. Now, we did title these podcasts, this podcast series we're doing this week, around uh, fear, and the reason was, it was called, you know, Real Estate Agents Finally Overcome Fear and Doubt, and the reason is uh, that we titled that and, and the fact that the podcasts are about uh, showing gratitude and being in a state of gratitude is because when you are in a state of gratitude, you cannot really feel fear or you might feel it, but it cannot dominate your thoughts and your emotions and thus the results you get in life. So today's podcast is we're going to pick up where we left off with point number 10. But before we do, we'd like to actually show gratitude towards all of you who've taken the time to give us um, to write us some reviews on iTunes. And I pulled up the last, the most recent ones. And Julie, here's what I'd like you to do is read them and then also read whatever their name is or whatever they use sure. as their name. You got it. That way we can show gratitude and overt appreciation towards those who are doing the same for us. And you can even read the ones that aren't necessarily that raving, uh, especially the one where they're, they're bagging on me. That's fine. Okay, we'll see how it goes. If you want to. Uh, Let's do the first three quick ones here. And let's see, this person says, amazing podcast. You can't get better real estate content. Tim and Julie really tell it how it is. Anyone who's in real estate needs to be listening to this podcast on a daily basis. It has helped me with my business and given me awareness and confidence to do my work. And that's from an agent named Gary. Thank you for that, Gary. We really appreciate you. Gary Slother, I believe. So Gary, thank you very much for leaving that. We certainly appreciate it. And the next one is game changer for my career. Uh, you know when you're hearing the truth, they speak it. So grateful for the wisdom and direction. If you're hungry to do the business right, sign up for their coaching too. Well, I extra like that one. Yes, that's from <laughs> someone calling themselves Brookwood. So thank you to whoever that is. We appreciate you as well. And then the next one says, I started listening to this show about 18 months ago. It's fantastic. The hosts are real, honest, and don't hold back punches. I've been following their advice for 18 months, and I've gone from an elementary school teacher to a high six-figure income. My team is going nowhere but up, and I have Tim and Julie to thank for that. So we always say, you guys do the hard work. We appreciate the kudos, but it only works when you do. But isn't that awesome? And that comes from somebody who's calling themselves, hurry to the time machine. You know who you are. (laughs) You know who you are. All right. Then the next one is love, hate. Actually, I'm going to read this one. This is kind of funny. Um, I love, I love hate relationship with this podcast. If you can get past Tim's constant interrupting or correcting Julie and the ever annoying pitch to join EXP, then there's some amazing information to be had. Tim drives me nuts. But why That's how I feel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I still look forward to the podcast every day when I go to my uh, neighborhood walk. They have helped my business tremendously, so they deserve five stars. Julie does need her own podcast, though, for real. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> and so Nor- NorCal95114, thank you, and we appreciate that. And actually, I do appreciate the feedback. And uh, I not necessarily will follow it, but I listen to it. And I appreciate the fact that yes. you, if you perceive I'm interrupting, Julia, am I interrupting you? I don't know. Am, am I interrupting? Am I, am I, am I, am I, we talk over each other. <laughs> what's, that, what's that thing that Zoe does? The interrupting. Oh, annoying orange. Annoying. Anyway. Well, one one last quick one. Great coaching. Tim and Julie Rock. I'm a new real estate agent looking for the most practical and poignant techniques. That's from 
health-loving mom. So. You, can, you can read the next one. These, these are all great because really, so what the reason that we appreciate these reviews and the any kind of communication you guys send our way is because it tells us if we're off target or if we're on target. Now, generally speaking, we're on target because we've been doing this coaching agents in, in the real estate industry basically our entire adult lives. Uh, but we do appreciate the feedback. It really does re essentially uh, causes us to double down on specific um, topics or ideas or concepts, or maybe we back off. You guys are getting bored of it. So we are very, very conscious and appreciate your feedback. Yes. And this one really hits home. I appreciate this person. It's MTNLA, which is either Mountains of LA or Montana L. I don't know. MTNLA, you know who you are. Okay. Love these coaches. I've been an avid listener to this podcast for about a year. As a new agent, I've learned so much about what it takes to, quote, do the real work of real estate. I had no idea when I started how enjoyable it would be to hear the daily lessons and encouragement, along with a kick in the pants just for good measure. They're saying what we all need to hear, whether you're just starting out or you're a veteran agent. I listen to the podcast every day, and I consider Tim and Julie my friends because their advice comes from the heart and a place of service in the real estate community. Thank you so much. Well, that's that really hits home, and I appreciate that because that is our intention. Me too. And by the way, I think this person, oh, they left it the same review twice, which we'll appreciate. Oh, here's someone that only gave us a lousy four-star review. Hey, hey. well, that? that's okay. Well, Mark, we still appreciate it, but four star is good too. But yeah. you know, you kind of feel guilty for living it at a four star. Everyone else left at a five star. No pressure. No pressure. Oh, here's someone. I like this one. Ford's Bulldogs. You want to read that oh, one? Okay. I, I, I don't remember yet, so. this one. Um, awesome. Tim and Julie Harris have lots of years of experience. They share their knowledge generously. They've given so much information to help realtors everywhere. They are very solid, executable plans to help agents be successful. I appreciate all of their great advice, and I listen often. Thank you, Tim and Julie. Stay safe on your U.S. tour. <laughs> yes, that was somebody that was tuning in as we were on our 22-state, uh, 60-day tour. Yeah, we were. That was back in July. So thanks for paying attention, guys. Yeah, and thank you for the great feedback. And, guys, we have, uh, what, 200 or 300 uh, five-star reviews on iTunes. And that's not to say that there's not room for yours. And we will read yours on the podcast, and we certainly appreciate the, the five-star reviews. We've made it easy for all of you guys. And, and I, there's, so there's two thoughts as you hear me uh, beg for a review, right? The number one thought that you should be considering is you're not going to get anyone giving you a review for your business unless you overtly ask. Uh, unless you specifically make it easy for someone to do it, they're not going to do it. So if you, you're wanting a past client to give you a five-star review, they just love, love, love you, and they haven't done it, you need to specifically ask them to, and don't assume that you're being rude or too pushy. They just don't necessarily, they don't necessarily know it's important to you, number one, and number two, they don't necessarily know how to do it. So that's the reason that Julie and I are always figuring out ways, because really to leave a review in iTunes, it's not the easiest of things, but we have made it easy for you. So here's what we'd like you guys to do. Text five star, and that's the number five, then S-T-A-R, no spaces. So five star to 47372. So text five star to 47372. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link, and you just click the link. And that then takes you to a, a website called Rate This Podcast, which makes it very easy to rate our podcast, not just on iTunes, but Stitcher or, or any other. I think there's one other widget, too, that they allow you to post uh, reviews on as well. So guys, we would sincerely appreciate it. We appreciate you um, appreciating us. It's a lot of appreciation today. Yes. I mean, that is the theme it's after all. It's the day all. of gratitude. It is the day. Yes. Well, it's the week of gratitude. Indeed. It's the month of gratitude. <laughs> and maybe it's the choice of a lifestyle that is all about gratitude. Sticking to the theme. Exactly. So please do leave us a five-star review at and just text five-star, again, the number five, then S-T-A-R, to 47372. All right, Julie, without any further delay, let's pick up on point number 10. Yes, we're trying to keep it practical and tactical so that you develop 
the habits of gratitude, and then reap the rewards. So point number 10, be gracious when you're challenged. Show respect and manners, even if you're in a serious disagreement with someone. Take the high road. You don't always have to argue to the death and make the other person wrong, okay? The other person might actually have something valuable to offer in spite of being in contention with you or at least seeming like they're in contention from the onset. You mentioned uh, one of the podcasts that we both listened to called All In. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we like about that is that they don't always have the exact same opinion. Sometimes they're on opposite sides of an issue or they hash something out, but they respect each other and they have real conversations. That is absolutely true. And it's a great podcast, guys. Listen to it. It's called All In. It's, I think, five or six of these. You'd think, and these guys do have huge egos, but they do are very respectful of each other's oftentimes contradictory opinions. And it's uh, everything, it's mostly about business and things that are coming up in technology and society in general. But of course, politics sneaks in, and it's very fascinating to see how they respectfully listen to what each other have to say. But really, you got to ask yourself, and this is really, it's to use sort of a modern word, triggering, right? A lot of people look for things that will trigger them because it makes them feel a certain way. They get a little endorphin spike, right? And so that is something where you're allowing your ego to take over. And when you're in a state, and this is how I started today's show, when you're a state in a state of ego, when your ego is trying to have you win an argument or a conversation or even make a point or even be heard, you're not, you're not going to be in an attraction state. In other words, again, I don't want to sound woo-woo. I'm just keeping it practical. When you're in a state of gratitude, you are going to be somebody that other people want to be around. And you, if you don't conceptualize what I'm saying, ask yourself who it is in your life that you are attracted to. Let's say, for example, you're walking into a big room and you see a big bunch of people in there. Who's the person, or maybe there's a couple people, that you will want to gravitate towards because every time you're around them, you feel good, right? Something happens or some sort of almost mystical energy that passes from them to you. And that is because they're a person that is probably always in a natural state of gratitude. They don't complain about anything. They don't bitch about anything. They don't look for flaws. They're not skeptics. They're not scanning for a microaggression. They're not scanning for a microaggression. They're not looking, they're not trying to have the latest, you know, political, whatever. They're just people that are grateful and in gratitude, going to show you gratitude and be grateful towards you in maybe overt ways, but sometimes, you know, just a little, maybe they're just going to appreciate your company or appreciate your humor appreciate the fact that you have a sweater on that, you know, whatever you guys get it. Those are the people you're going to gravitate towards. But if you then are walking into that same room and you see people that you know are going to try to pin you into a corner and have a combative relationship, you're going to avoid them like the plague. That's the point of point number 10. Point number 11, Mrs. Harris. Point number 11, be good at accepting compliments. You can say so. You should have scripts for this because it can be awkward sometimes especially if somebody catches you off guard, which I believe are some of the best compliments. But you might say something like, you're so kind, thank you for your lovely words, or how thoughtful of you to notice that. Have some scripts so that you improve your acceptance of compliments and aren't weird about it, because awkwardness can be mistaken for ingratitude. So the best way, and this is again, this this is something we teach you in coaching, right? Because in coaching, in, in business, when you're selling, when you're in interacting with other people, what you want to avoid is having a protracted conversation about yourself. So if somebody gives you a compliment, the worst thing for you to do is use that as a essentially open the floodgates and just, you know, puking on them about all your life story. <laughs> right. Or maybe they give you a compliment on your, you know, your 
Christmas sweater or whatever. And the next thing you're going to find yourself for the next 20 minutes telling them about your sweater. I mean, you or, should. Or worse also is to totally blow off their compliment. Right. And be like, oh, no, that's nothing. You know, they, they gave you that compliment. That was a gift. So you have to actually become good at accepting those compliments. And then it's good to turn it around. As you said, don't make it all about you. Change the subject, but make it about them. So, it's, you know, so let's role play it. Sure. Because this is a skill that a lot of people don't have, right? Sure. Uh, I had to learn this skill because mm-hmm. I wasn't used to receiving compliments. Sure. Right. Especially from you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So I'll give you a compliment, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So, Julie, you, what is, let me find something that I is, uh, I love your necklace. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're so kind of to, uh, to notice that. Zoe actually gave that, so I'll give her the credit. And uh, gosh, it's so nice of you to say that. What are you looking forward to the most this year? Or, some, or, or something. Or something, you know? right? But that maybe that wasn't. Uh, maybe the, I do a Ford script. You, you know, um, you know, maybe you have some jewelry or something that well, I compliment let, back. But I'm going to put it back to you. But let's role play it, okay? So let's do it for real. Mm-hmm. So pick up where you left off talking about your necklace. Yeah. Oh, thank you for noticing that. Zoe actually gave that to me on our trip. Now roll into Ford. Yeah. So, uh, you know, where you, that came to our trip. What did you guys do this summer? Right. So family, occupation, recreation, right. dreams. But the key is, is that you roll, you appreciate I, the well, compliment. you accepted it. I accepted it. Right. I said, thank you for noticing. I gave you a little tidbit about it. You caught me off guard. And then, I, and then I try and turn it back to you, make the focus on you. Right. Now, other people won't be trained in not talking about themselves. And that is perfectly fine when you're engaging with someone yes. and they want to talk about themselves. That really is your goal because your goal is not to talk about yourself because they're, do- they're going to only be interested in you to a certain level. But if you want them to really like you and if you want to have more meaningful relationships, you then start disengage your ego's desire to be heard and to be recognized and engage with your um, essentially your higher level self, the self, the, the state of gratitude by showing gratitude and appreciation and giving that person the recognition. You guys get it now? If you don't, again, if this is a, there's a whole generation of people that hadn't learned this younger people, mm-hmm. mostly and if you're getting this information for the first time and it seems a little bit too academic, the way to think about it is who do you know in your life that is like that? Think of who you know in your life. And it could be your grandfather or it could be your neighbor. It could be, you know, your, if you're lucky, your spouse, like with I, I'm mm-hmm. lucky with Julie. You could have people in your life that are like that. So start modeling your behavior around them, but consciously realize what is it about these people that you find so attractive and then model your behavior after them. And I know it's so amazing in this world where everything is basically narcissism, especially on social, right? I know. Narcissism. It's all and emojis and symbols. And it, well, just look at me. It's it's a hormone. It's attention whoremongering, basically. Yes. And there's a whole generation of people, again, that think that that's how they're supposed to be acting, right? This Gary Venderchuk world, the whole thing is about an attention war, in essence. Yeah. Well, what if that isn't that? What if that was just a temporary thing, and that people are starting to develop a little bit of a distaste, followed then by disdain for all these people that are so aggressively trying to grab attention and everybody knows that it's mostly filters and fakery that they're using to try to grab attention to themselves. What if there's going to be a pivot back towards people wanting to have real conversations with real people where not everything's going to be run through essentially an algorithm that's going to, you know, make it so that give you the most likes. Exactly. I mean, that's where we're going guys. That's the reality. But it it is something you have to learn. One of the things that I pay attention to on the podcast that we listen to or the shows or the whatever is when like, let's say that I'm interviewing you, you're my guest. And I say, Tim, gosh, it's so great for you to join us today is I pay attention to how you might respond 
thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. You know, that kind of thing. Like, how do people accept that entry into a conversation? Yep. Because this is something that people have to learn in a day and age, especially post-COVID or nearly post-COVID, where everybody's been on a Zoom call or they've been texting or we haven't had real human communication for a while. I think it was bad before, and I think it's gotten worse. Well, this is something that bothers the heck out of me. And this Mm -hmm. is kind of along the lines of point one or two. So you and I do a ton of podcasts. We have a lot of meetings related Mm -hmm. to our different businesses. And it always blows my mind when we have somebody who is essentially trying to earn our business for some sake. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're going to provide a service to our business, our coaching business, or one of our other businesses. And they always, and if it's like a group Zoom, and they always start out by saying, and like everyone's supposed to have like five minutes to introduce themselves. I hate that. Because that's so unprofessional, but there's this whole younger generation. And why do they think that? Because when they were in school, Mm -hmm. everybody was supposed to have time where they can talk about themselves. So they all feel special. And And so if you guys ever have a meeting with me, just remember I said this. Okay. And you should maybe think about this as well. When you're having meetings with other people, prepare before the meeting. Well, the question that bugs you the most, I think, is when they say like, tell me about your business. Right. Well, could you not have taken 10 minutes to Google you know, right. to do your own research, to maybe have some more relevant questions, not like tell me about your business, but maybe have specific questions about a, a particular thing that you learned about the business. Show some interest. So if you guys see podcast interviews where Julie and I are other people's podcasts and they ask us questions like we'll, that, we'll be like, no, no, I, no, no. I'm just, I know it might seem like I'm being impolite, but I say, well, they can hit up the Google machine and find out sure. all that they want to find out. It's well, evidence a- of this was the surprise popularity of our manners podcast a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think that this is something that, that, you know, isn't taught as much as it should be. So anyway. But, it, but here's the point, yeah. though. In my, from my perspective, mm-hmm. if, you're gonna have, if I'm going to have a meeting with you, podcast listener, and two or three other people, if I haven't prepped prior to the meeting and at least spent, Julie said 10 minutes, it's more like 60 seconds online reading sure. about the people I'm meeting with. If I haven't done that work prior to the meeting, aren't I being not only unprofessional, but disrespectful totally. to the other people's time. <laughs> it just doesn't even make sense. It's like you, you, the perception and maybe the reality is that you were just fitting them into your schedule. Like they're just a passing thing. You're not going to bother learning anything about, them. but it's a socialized thing. Cause it what is. I think is a younger generation oh, wants to talk about themselves. They've been conditioned to think about other people wanting to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they all sort of position you so you can have your little sp- uh, moment of lime, uh, of you know attention and recognition. And this, guys, this is not professional. And again, it's not professional to the point where when you start elevating yourselves in business, you're going to find more people that frankly are going to find that as an instant turnoff mm-hmm. when, and maybe even a decider if they're going to do business with you. If you walk into a meeting virtually or otherwise with somebody, do your homework ahead of time. And if you really want to impress them, impress them that you have done your homework ahead of time by mentioning things that you read about them on their damn bio that you found on LinkedIn that yes, took you five that, seconds to find. That much more complimentary and respectful? Completely. Of course it is. So, all right. So point number 12, this is all about showing gratitude and having good habits. Uh, when somebody gives you something, show it off, even if it's not your favorite, even if maybe it's a duplicate. Oh, no. Okay, so put that book on your office, okay? So when you're doing a Zoom, they see the book that they gave you and your back shelf, right? Place those flowers on your desk. Wear that scarf when you go out to coffee with that person. Show off your appreciation. It's funny when I, I, I mean, I think this, this is a real thing that we all need to practice, but I, I do have to say, I always have this picture of, remember in the Christmas story where... The kid's aunt gave him the bunny suit. 
Yeah. And he comes down and, you know, because his aunt always forgets that he's a boy. Yeah. So why would she give him a pink bunny suit? And his and his mom's like, oh, isn't your aunt so sweet? Because she's trying to show gratitude for the present, right? But his dad says, are you comfortable wearing that? And he's like, no. And so his dad says, well, you know what? Just wear it when your aunt comes over. Right. Right? Because that's still showing so, an appreciation for being thoughtful. Julie, why haven't you bought a pink bunny suit for Zoe? I know. I totally I mean, should. you totally forgot that. Maybe we'll do it You're, for Easter. That, that's getting by you. I know. Well, no, it'd be funny because she loves that show too. I will. That's a good idea. I'll do it. And she'll probably wear it every day. She will have it. We'll put pictures of it on Instagram. <laughs> well, speaking of Zoe, she is very good at, at the whole gratitude thing. Like, she she's is. Pretty she's pretty gushing she's, about stuff. She loves receiving gifts, but I love giving her gifts because she's so grateful for the gift. Whatever she is, it is. It could be anything. Give like, her, her a walk. You know, her, uh, her gratitude journal is hilarious because, you know, she has a lot of thoughtful things in there, but she also, it's like she runs out of material sometimes. Or maybe she really is, honest to God, grateful to have an eraser. I don't know. Yeah, so when she's <laughs> a little snarky or she gets herself in trouble, mm-hmm. our, our form of punishments, we have time out and we have the gratitude journal. So the gratitude journal, basically, if she's really snarky to grandma or, you know, whatever, she has to do like five or ten pages in the gratitude journal. Those of you with kids, you guys probably have seen these before. They're sort of, you know, they're basically what you picture, but on the pages as you turn them, there might be a question. What are you grateful for? What are the, a prompt, right? Or a picture you have to draw or color in or something. But it is so funny when we give her 20 pages, how the last five or six are just like, <laughs> they're really reaching. I'm grateful for paper. <laughs> Why am I grateful for paper? Because it's flat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> anyway, all right. Okay, so, next we digress. One. so point number 13, let people know when you're thinking of them, especially if you can make them laugh. For example, I thought of you today when I was at the dentist and how you taught me to think of something else when I heard that drilling noise or whatever. Okay, we I always refer to Cindy the Cindy Law. You can't get more than one thing done in the day or forget about it. Well, I was thinking of her. So maybe a quick little message about that. But that's another great lead in for, um, you know, reasons to call, especially around the holidays. Well, really any time of the year, but especially yes. around the holidays. Start out with, I was just thinking about you. Yes. And something w- reminded me about you today. And you see somebody you haven't seen in a while. She said, that's crazy I was just thinking about you you know obviously we want you to be honest and if you weren't don't say that you weren't but you could do things like you drive past their house and you could say I just you know message them send them a text or call them hey there you go there's a a really (laughs) great idea pick up the phone hey I was just driving past your house and thinking about you You guys did a great job on the holiday lights this year that type of thing and if you again I'm going to go back to what I was saying earlier how would it make you feel if you were to receive a call or a text like that where someone said they were thinking about you. How would it make you feel if you received a a handwritten note where someone was showing gratitude Mm -hmm. towards you? How would it make you feel if you get an SMS, a text from somebody saying how much they appreciate you, right? How would it make you feel if someone leaves you a five-star review? If you haven't done that yet, make sure you do it. Text five-star to 47372. But you guys get it? Now, some some of you will say, well, I'm not going to do it or I'm not doing it and I just don't feel a need to do it because nobody does that for me right? That's what's going on. That's your ego. That's your fear. That's the thing that's going to slow you down from evolving to going to the next level, to becoming the person you want to be. You have to be the fire starter for all the people around you. And you have to be the person that when people walk into the room full of people, they gravitate towards you because you're special because you've made yourself special. That's right. That goes to what makes you different. And you know, to your point, Tim, I can't remember if it was Gandhi or Mother Teresa. Somebody said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. You've got to lead with that. So point number 14, pay it forward. What does that mean? When you see somebody behind you in the line counting their dollar bills, give the cashier $5 or $10 towards their bill. 
Pay for the person behind you in Starbucks drive-thru. Let the guy behind you, maybe you've got a full cart and the guy behind you has two items he wants to buy. Let him go in front of you. And so if pay you're, it forward. And if you're the person in the grocery store that's counting their dollar bills trying to figure out how to pay for your groceries, uh, you can still show gratitude simply by helping somebody else with their cart load their groceries sure. or open a door. So you don't, there's not a baseline of income or net worth where you can start showing appreciation. If you want to elevate your position in life quickly, start out by doing things that make other people feel good. This is a very simple and incredibly rewarding thing. You know, there's so many people, especially this time of year, that really freak themselves out because they're around family and they're under stress and they're worried about next year. They're worried about all these internal fear-based thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And you ruin the holidays for yourself. You ruin the potential for the holidays. You ruin the whole damn point of the holidays, which is to take a breath, to be around friends and family, and to show appreciation. So if you want to check out of that state of worry, that ego-based, fear-based state, start showing gratitude. Listen to the past three days worth of pods. That's right, because ego and fear cannot survive in an environment of gratitude. But isn't that interesting? Don't you think? Mm -hmm. I Absolutely. think it's fascinating. It's still there. But it's not as powerful. Well, the hard thing is recognizing it when you're in it, when you're kind of spiraling that way, and then changing the pattern. Well, so how do you recognize it? Thank you for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. What? So um, when I was working on this personally myself, when I was, you know, I were learning how to become coaches, and we were reading about this stuff constantly, and I don't like the stuff that's pseudoscience or you know, sort of spiritual. I want stuff to be practical. Definitely. You know, I'm just a dumb guy from Ohio, right? So I want to understand. Practical, actionable stuff. Exactly. So what I, what I taught myself when I looked, looked for, and then I've since taught tens of thousands of agents the same thing, is I will get a feeling that's basically, I'm right, you know, rubbing mm -hmm. the center of my uh, torso, basically, right about, you know, center to where my heart is. And I always get this feeling as it feels a little bit like a spark of energy or a little bit like indigestion or something. Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't understand when I was putting all these thoughts together. But when I was in a state where I was going to slip into ego mode, maybe somebody challenged me. Maybe I figured I wasn't being heard. I didn't feel like I was being recognized. I was able to work on removing myself from that actual, okay, uh, uh, essentially the experiencer of the physiological uh, thing that was happening to the observer of the physiological thing that was happening. But that was your personal tell. And it was super hard, but yes. everyone has a very similar one. And sure. here's why. Mm -hmm. So I, what I was able to do is I was able to observe when I started to feel that feeling. And then what I would say, and I still do this to this day, but I just, it happens in an instant. Now I don't actually slowly think about it. But I remember I would say to myself, aha, there, there you are. There you are, Mr. Ego. There you are, Mr. Fear. You're about to creep up and you're about to basically cloud what would be my better self and my better judgment and cause me to say or do or feel something mm -hmm. that is not in tune with the person that I want to be. And so then I would observe it. I wouldn't judge it. I wouldn't be, you know, I'd just observe it. And just by observing it, it would go away instantly. Not at first second, third, fourth, fifth time. By observing the emotion, the emotion no longer had power of me because then I had choice as to whether I wanted to react to the emotion. So years later, I'm describing this to somebody who was a doctor, who was a coaching client, and he was explaining to me that there's, I forget what gland it is or something, mm -hmm. there's actually some physiological thing that is triggered that uh, creates the uh, release of... There's uh, a chemical that gets... There's, there's a chemical. I mean, it's a real thing. This it's is a, a natural thing. human condition that happens to everybody. Exactly. So if you slip from like being triggered, if you're easily triggered, you're, you're channel surfing, you land on CNN and CNN says there's something up there that's salacious and you get that emotional, the emotion feeling uh, it just spikes inside of you. Everything else that follows that, it's not going to be you operating on your higher self. You're going to be operating in a state of fear, loathing. Uh, your world is going to get smaller Nerves. and smaller. You're certainly not going to be in a state of gratitude. 
That's right. So point number 15, say you're sorry sincerely and be specific. Even when you feel like you didn't really do anything wrong, you don't always have to be right. If somebody is hurt by something you said or did, you have to acknowledge that and just be as sincere as you can, be specific how that hurt them, and then try and make it right. So Ray Robinson was mm -hmm. a um, real estate client, yes, a friend, I remember, and he was also a pastor. Mm -hmm. And this is when Julie and I sold real estate in New Albany. He was a builder. He used to build churches. Really great guy. And I was talking to him about this very point once, and it was we were in some business transaction and. Somebody we sensed uh, took offense to something or whatever. And I noticed he said something and he did it so seamlessly. It was amazing. He goes, um, he noticed we were in this meeting. I don't remember who it was with, but all, like I said, all I remember is reaction. The person was slightly offended and then he stopped himself. And he said, oh, I'm, I apologize if something, he had, he had a Southern accent. I can't do it. Mm. But I apologize if something I said or did offended you. That wasn't my intent. And I, and yeah, I, he seen, acknowledged it. Though. He acknowledged it. Even if he didn't do anything intentionally, the person took it that way. And so what he did is he got it right on top of it. And he said, I apologize if something I said or did offended you. Now you can go back over time and you can say that I was thinking about that conversation we had mm -hmm. and I, it occurs to me that something I said may have offended you. And I want to sincerely apologize. And it wasn't my intent, obviously, you know, I really love and respect yeah. you and whatever, whatever. So that is a great way for you not to be pulled into the muck. And that's a script guys. It's okay to memorize that right. and to use that because what that does, it acknowledges that yes, you appreciate that something happened that hurt them, but you just took that sting away. And if you don't, what do you think happens to that person? They ruminate. They build it up. They, they make it enemy. worse. They become your enemy. They work They'll against never do you. business with you again. Yep. They're going to badmouth you. They're going to go to social media. Even if it was like the tiniest little aggression that you didn't think was that big of a deal, it becomes a big deal if you don't acknowledge and apologize. But think about the power of this, right? Mm -hmm. So now someone's listening right now and they're going to say, well, I don't need to apologize to that snowflake. If they took it the wrong way, I screw know. them. That's their problem. It's not my problem. Well, it is your problem because you've now just essentially alienated that person and all the other people that they could have brought into your life just because your ego was mm -hmm. too big to basically fall on your sword uh, and apologize because you offended them. Now, we're not being political. And we're not trying to be political. We're talking about manners. We're talking about showing gratitude. We're talking about, again, being the guy or the gal in the room that grab the people gravitate towards because you are not somebody that's the bringer of misery. You're not the person that's the bringer of fear, the bringer of doubt. You're the person that's the bringer of gratitude, of appreciation, and really guys of love. And that's the feeling that they're going to get when they're around you. Hopefully that's not too touchy feely. I don't think so. But on that note, we have five more points for tomorrow. And I see the FedEx guy coming up to our office door and I'm going to give him some cookies. <laughs> that's right. Go show gratitude towards the FedEx guys. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. And remember, if you've not done so yet, please do leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Stitcher's for those of you on Android. And just text the number five, then the word star with no spaces to 47372. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>